0: No bullshit. No bullshit. Oh my! This just did breaking news. Dub no or bullshit? No more bullshit. No bullshit.
1: Nope, 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 no bullshit, brother. Mm-hmm. I got a stomach flu.
0: Oh, thanks for telling me that now. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I should eat this Coney. <laughs> That's not going to do anything to that.
1: Remember, share, fun. share, share. Look here.
0: It'll heal you. The original
1: Coney Island. American Coney Island, downtown. It's open. Go there. Mmm. <laughs> You know what
0: that is? What's that? Vidali onions? That's Vidali onions. What else?
1: I'm tasting some Greek spices.
2: Uh, They're saying no audio, guys. Just FRI. Is there audio now? Mm -mm.
1: Flip the switch. Flip the switch. Stop eating. No audio.
0: That's not me. Where's the audio? They have it now.
1: All right. They're talking about
0: American Coney Island.
1: American Coney Island. The original. American Lafayette, go there. They're very busy now. Thanks for your patronage. I mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get the coney kit. Um That
0: was the best mistake I've made. Because now I can't
1: talk. But it, it, listen, look, this we're supposed to be professional, bro. you stuff right. in your mouth.
0: What are we doing? Put the sound down. Can anybody hear us? Nope. What's going We're on? You're
2: saying there's no sound. Oh, okay. Now, here now we go. That. All right. it's up?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mark, wake
0: up. What? What's going on? Narcoleptic. I'm
3: also
1: fat. I, I was busy eating. Yeah, he's fat, and he's a nar- fat narcoleptic. <laughs> what hey, what do this, do? Is,
2: this is not mukbang. You guys should not be eating on camera. That's not That's not, That's not. not what this is.
1: Well, this is American Coney Island. It's the real deal right here. It's good I know, pizza. but mm, 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 mm. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, it grosses Karen out. It grosses Karen out. It really does. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know why? Cause Karen does the program here from her dungeon again. Look at this, <laughs> look at this mess bag. Here, dead flowers, bare spots on the wall. Uh,
0: she did let it rip again last night. Oh, let's see. What did it look like on? Let oh, Earth? look
1: at that. See, oh, I'm look nice at saying. that. Like nice teak stands. <laughs> oh, wow. I, look at the bay doors. What is that? What is that couch thing there, Karen? That cream modular sectional. Is that what you'd call that?
2: Charlie, it's a couch. How come, a how come
1: our audience doesn't get treated, get the red carpet treatment? You give us the hey, rubber carpet, your flowers. The,
2: listen, this is the real deal, though. This is where everything happens. I've got all my stuff here, Charlie. This is the real place. Oh, oh, Seriously. so that's that that's
1: the respect? So you don't give any respect to Huell Perkins? Here, <laughs> here Huell. Take my <laughs> mid-century dynamite pad. It's disrespect. <laughs>
2: You. I mean, you. Why don't you shoot that one in the garage? You know what? Next time, I'm gonna do let it rip from right here. That's what I'm gonna do. No, no,
1: that's ours.
2: <laughs> okay, well, make up your mind, Charlie. <laughs> All
1: right, listen, share, share, share. We got a, we got a, we got a, a really big show. We got. How do you say this, Senator Ed McBroom? He's the real deal, man. This guy is the chairman of the Senate Oversight Committee. He's. A, re- a cattleman mm-hmm. he lives in the UP mm-hmm. he's the head of the keep that on the beat yeah I believe we'll ask him he heads the church choir <laughs> I bet you the guy voted for Trump twice but you know what he did What'd he did his job folks and so just late last month he his committee issued a 56 page 8 month investigation into allegations of fraud in the election and you know what they found Butt kiss. And now he's getting death. Threats. How was
0: that received? Yeah. And now he's getting
1: death. How this is unbelievable. You doing that an idiots, man. Stop it. You asked, you asked Ed and I to take a look for you. We did. What do you want? Okay. So we're gonna have Ed on. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um the Auditor General of Michigan is opening an audit into the nursing home deaths. I hope to meet with him next week. That would be nice. Also, our intern, assistant producer, Zach Scrow, tries to get a hold of Whitmer. James Craig gives a speech and has a super dope retirement party. I'm talking cheesecake. Not only a flotilla of fruit. You should see the cheesecake it is, dude. Mark, what are you doing?
0: Uh, Sending uh, Joe a text. Oh, Jesus. Okay. it's fine. Don't worry about it. Start over. flowing.
1: You got a lot to do. Okay. But remember, uh, ADR, you have problems with the man. You have problems with the government. You have problems with the infrastructure. You flood it out. You can't get the stuff out there. You can't get a hot water heater. They do that too. Property management, permits, get all of your stuff in order because you know, you know the government stinks. We just do pretty simple. ADR consultants are the ones you call when you need to get something done right on time and on budget. Construction, deconstruction, demo, rehab, project management, owner representative services, technology deployments. Get it done the way it should be done uh, without excuses. Ethical, honest, smart, and discreet. Call Barry Ellentuck for a free consultation at 248-318-9424. Let me do one more, folks, Ooh. so we can get in the ad and just rock and roll. Oh. I didn't even give you the rest of the rundown of the show. Red can't be witnessed today because he fucked up his back, taking all the soggy shit out of his basement oh, no. that the city still hasn't picked up. Wow. Oh, no. Okay? That's crazy. Um, also, I went through my journals, found a little story about when I went on a motorcycle ride and breakfast with Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron, the director. Yeah. So I'm going to read you that little excerpt. Um, to vax or not to vax. We'll get into that a little bit. And Tucker Carlson. Yeah. The NSA got his emails. I was texting with Car- uh, Tucker last night. I'll read them to you. <laughs> I didn't clear it with Tucker. <laughs> but why not? The NSA's <laughs> reading them, so screw it.
0: Just so you got it from the NSA. <laughs>
1: right. And finally, as we're doing all the way to September 11th, an excerpt, a little story from that time at Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Uh, but... Before we get into Ed McBroom, hit me with the Luke Noaki music. Yeah. If you're not among the rude and elite who can make your pals' pockets fat off the taxpayers' back, if you actually work for a living, you're going to have to provide for your own retirement and theirs. Somebody going to have to pay those Biden bucks back. If you have questions whether you're on the right track, call Financial Specialist Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts to college savings plans. Make the call now. Your politicians and your children are dependent on you. Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. All of your investment needs. Look here. wall is the one. You want to
0: call. Um, call. So we the, the to hit call. commercial. That was a great dance there. I thought you would drop something. Maurice Davis, king
1: of the party blues and endangered... Mm. politician, politician yeah. right second ward of flint
4: yeah.
0: see what happens when a
1: black man comes out and supports trump,
0: trump yeah. they're trying to run him out of town could add a tv show though but ain't got no justice man
1: <laughs> boom all right without further delay senator ed mcbroom republican from vulcan where the where the hell is vulcan bro
3: It's about halfway between Escanaba and Iron Mountain, 100 miles north of Green Bay.
1: Uh, Where's that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's part of the state?
0: (laughs) So
1: let's wait. Before we do anything, let's see. You're no pussy. That's for sure. You are a cattleman, correct?
3: I have a dairy farmer, yes.
1: Yeah. uh, Do you deliver your own calves? Yes. You deliver your own calves. Do you conduct the church choir?
3: I I do direct the church choir and music on Sundays. Yes. Wow. Oh, man. Look
1: at this oh, guy. Cool. Look at this guy. Um <laughs> What do you do for a living? What what did you want to do when you get out of college?
3: I wanted to dairy farm and teach band.
1: He wanted to teach hmm. band. Look at this guy. Um So that's a farmhouse. I can tell by those curtains back there. So,
3: you're you're, you're do you have brown shoes? Brown brown cowboy boots.
1: Brown boots. He doesn't have brown shoes, so he's not a hipster. Do you have a silk <laughs> suit? No. <laughs> so he's not no. that kind of minister. So no silk <laughs> suit, no brown suit. Just a hard-working American guy, lives in the rural part of the world, right? I, that's how it seems to me. Pro-life? Yes. Um. Do you work on Sundays?
3: Uh, on the farm and... You know, but I've got 13 kids to take care of. So what? it's always work every day.
1: 13 wow. Kids. See that? Look at this guy. wee! Do you track cow you tra- shit across your carpet?
3: Absolutely not. You wash the boots before you leave the barn. Look at this guy. This <laughs> guy's every woman's dream.
0: <laughs> all, thir- all 13 kids working on the farm too, I, I assume. <laughs> right? Wait
3: a minute. H- how many wives do you have? <laughs> so I have. I have my wife and I have five kids and my brother married my wife's sister and they had eight and then he passed away a couple oh. years ago. Oh. And so we have we're all there together, the, the three adults and thirteen kids.
0: Oh holy cow. Uh, oh good good for you. I got <laughs> shivers from
1: this guy. Yeah. Did you marry your wife's sister? Just to you know Like, (laughs) no, are you Mormon to complete the stereotype? (laughs) I was
2: going to say, it sounds like an A&E show coming out of this. (laughs) This is, this dude is
1: like, this this is it. Did you vote for Trump?
3: Both times.
1: Both times. So what's wrong with you, man? Like (laughs) your committee is looking into if there was fraud, You, you, you fit all the demographics, all the boxes. And, and yet you come out with, there was no fraud
3: well we, we looked hard and looked into just about every allegation that was brought up or is that popular online and they kept on running into either dead ends or the people who were trying to push the theory wouldn't communicate back with the source materials so um I counted that as a dead end too,
1: okay, let's go like this let's just run a few off atrium county
3: yeah right it was it was um.
1: Biden winning by like two to one and then all of a sudden it shifts and Trump's winning. What happened there? Were these tabulators hacked? What happened in Atrium County?
3: Yeah, so the uh, clerk there um, had to issue new ballots for several of the precincts because the judge ordered some things on a couple of ballots at the township level. And she failed to update her computer, which receives the results from the tabulators. And so that night, election night, all the tabulators around counted the ballots and they print off their little slips of paper. It's like a receipt that says who won on this tabulator on this machine. And then somebody takes those flash drives because there's no modems there. There's no wireless Internet. There, say it again.
1: There's no but Hugo Chavez isn't <laughs> hacking into it because they're not connected to the Internet.
3: That's right. OK, these machines. I mean, and the people who tried to say they were the proof they had was. That at one time the county had gotten a quote for modems, but they never actually bought them. And so they pull the flash drives out, they take them to the clerk's office, she plugs them into her computer, and it's a proprietary software program that goes with the tabulators. And it populated the spreadsheet incorrectly because of these additional races that she hadn't updated her machine to do. And she reported those results, which basically for the most part shifted. Um, the results over a couple of columns, but it, it's very so. Messy, let me let me put it, let me put up. it this
1: way: see if I can explain it to the to the audience. It's sort of like having an Excel spreadsheet, and you take yep. the data, and then you plug it into another computer into Excel. Except that was an older version of Excel, yeah, and everything just kind of shifts. Yes, all the numbers were it's, correct,
3: but they were just in different columns, and so. She should have seen it that night. She should have said, wait a second here. Biden won our county. Jack Bergman only got this many votes and started calling the local precincts against it. Check your tabulator sheet because something's not seeming right. But instead, everybody closed up and went home. By early the next morning, people were freaking out. One friend of mine in his little township, he's like, I know everybody who voted for Jack Bergman was more than the votes that Jack Bergman got. And so they started looking into it. They didn't know what had gone wrong at first, so they started adding numbers in by hand, taking tabulator slips. They figured it was some screw-up over here. Next thing you know, they had two or 3,000 more votes than they actually had ballots cast. They had to get help from other sources. They had to call the company for help. And then they started to figure out what they did wrong. They retabulate everything. The results come out the same way on those tabulator slips that they had come out on voting night. They, they figured out what was that was her computer had the problem and no time are these tabulators ever hooked to her computer.
1: So let's do this and So people that don't know. The tabulator is the big box that you yeah. slide the votes in and it reads them. Yep. It's self-contained Yep. and it prints out at the end of the night exactly what it counted
3: right? Slip of paper.
1: And that thing is all by itself. Nothing's plugged into it. It's not going to the internet. You can't get into it. Even the flash drive couldn't change it. Period. That's right. Okay. That's right. So in uh, Atrium, they redid a hand count. They did a hand count.
3: They did it over. so, So by the time they've done these checks, you know, and they finally get down to a hand recount, And that count, once again, validated those slips of paper that very first election night. So all along, we've had very, from the word go, we've had the right ballot count available to us. And then it's been vindicated along the way. And we can go right back to the very first time. So anyone who says, well, this was all screwed up is is actually ignoring the fact that the exact right result was recorded the same time that the wrong result showed up on her computer. Right. And so uh, it seems to me to just, and what the committee reported, this dispels all of the potential nonsense that we're talking about, that somebody hacked these machines or that the machines were programmed to be wrong on purpose. It's just all nonsense. So Ed,
1: why did you decide to look into this? Did you suspect that the election was stolen?
3: Well, I heard the same reports after the election that everyone else did. They were disturbing. You had hundreds of people saying they saw Bad things happen, wrong things happen. You had these weird computer results. What was the reason they happened? Um, We had what looked like spikes. You had reports of fractional voting. There was a lot of reason to be concerned and good people were reporting problems. And whenever I've shared any investigation or or look into things, it's always been important to me to believe that people are tempting to share the truth uh, and And that they, when they have questions, they deserve answers. And so I had hundreds, thousands of my own residents saying, Ed, what, what happened here? What was going on? And it seemed the only appropriate thing to do was to try to get to the bottom of it. So
0: no finding of fraud, but did you find like any attempt to try and cheat? I mean, those stories make it sound like people tried, but weren't successful. Did you uncover any of that?
3: So. When it comes to the computer side of things, the algorithm theories, things like that, most of which I harken back to Antrim County as the base point of evidence. No, no, we didn't. And those who continue to push those theories, there's just no basis for them at all. It, they they won't even answer questions I asked about, well, where'd you get this sheet of paper that says fractional voting happened? On the other side, you've got the issues that are more of your traditional organic type fraudulent efforts, right? Your thoughts about, you know, somebody impersonating somebody through absentee applications, somebody fraudulently filling out forms, somebody stuffing ballot boxes. And we found several spots where there were vulnerabilities, where certain things could have happened. We didn't find evidence necessarily that they happened. And if we did, it was to an exceptionally small, small amount. Like we calculated What if somebody did take one of those applications you received at your home, like tens of thousands of people did for people who haven't lived at the home for years? Could you impersonate someone? And as you work through the math on these things and the logic you see, yeah, you could theoretically get away with it. You'd have like a one out of three chance of getting away with it based on everything else, because the safeguard is if that person actually votes somewhere else, that's going to pop up in the qualified voter file that there's a problem that this person is trying to vote twice. Exactly.
1: It goes like this. And it goes like this absentee ballot. You get a number, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You fill it yep. out,
1: you sign it, you send it in. It gets scanned. Yep. the Numbers assigned to you. Then it yep. goes to be counted. It gets yep. scanned again. It yep. gets, it gets opened. The, now it, now it becomes um, anonymous, but the thing's right. got three stamps on it. And yep. when I, when I'm working at TCF, I'm going to see on the computer if you've decided to vote twice, if you did an absentee and you're now going to the the polling station to do it, it's going to register you've already voted, Mm -hmm. right?
3: And the the thing we found is after you get to about 100 instances of somebody trying to impersonate someone else, the statistical possibility that that wouldn't interact with somebody else trying to vote too under the actual name is so minimal. (laughs) Um, we got to, you have a better chance of drawing an atom out of a box, one specific atom out of all the atoms in the entire universe out of a box than you would to get away with it. Uh. And so it's, it's this ridiculous statistic impossibility. Now, if the vote count was down to less than a hundred, then I couldn't say for sure, but it's 155,000. And so that and other vulnerabilities we had, we clearly identified, but, um, You know, as far as we have so many safeguards in the system, and Charlie, you see them there. I mean, you're familiar with the qualified voter file, the poll books. And so one of the allegations at TCF is that workers took the stack of ballots, ran it through the high-speed scanner, picked it back up on the other side, ran it through again. Could have done that multiple times. Yes. We, We found that is possible. Now, if the machines glitched at all, if there was a jam or an overvote or a problem like that, then... Sudden, I mean, not an overbook, but a jam or a paper fold or something that didn't go through. Then you couldn't, because okay. then the machine won't keep counting. You have to take it over, that, that push did, a button, that and did, restart. That did happen
1: in one one place. Right, six hundred
3: overcount. But here's right. Here's what happened. But then we caught it. But the poll books show that there was a six hundred overcount. Sig- they opened the box up. They retabulated. There's 600 more votes than envelopes for you out yep. there. So
1: somebody yep. goes, hey, what the hell's going on? And they yep. take all the votes again and run them again. And they yes. do, right? Because it's not certified. Yep. You're allowed to recount it. Then they right. match. That's how it works, yep.
3: right? That's so, right. Rapid fire. So there, it absolutely r- happened. But, it, but the safeguards to protect us were there.
1: Right. Okay. Were there more votes than people in any county?
3: No. No. no, that was absolutely misinformation. Okay. Not true.
1: Did dead people vote?
3: We found one.
1: One. And we, yes. inter- we interviewed his son, who's actually the one that voted.
3: Well, that's... I'm not counting you that one. Nature. I'm counting the one where the lady died um, after she sent in the ballot, yeah. and they didn't catch that. They caught 3,500 of those people who died after they submitted their A.V. ballot. Really? One of them got through. Okay. Um,
2: wait, 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 wait. So how should that work if, in fact, you legitimately cast your vote and then you become incapacitated or uh, expire prior to the election. What is the...
3: We pull those out. How do you well, catch it? They, The Secretary of State and the locals catch those things okay, and Okay, if out. they
1: can catch that, then why can't they catch the fact that there are hundreds, uh, tens of thousands of dead people still registered
3: to vote? That's a problem. Well, they, it is, but I mean... They're working on that part too, but we didn't find dead people to have voted. We had lists of them. We checked them, checked every one of them on some of the lists we got and found all of those people except for the one lady I'm mentioning were still alive.
1: Speaking of death, are you getting death threats after uh, Donald Trump uh, posted your office number and, you know, said you're trying to commit fraud here?
3: I've gotten a couple of, you know, things telling me that traders are going to hang and that I'm a trader and I, that's what I deserve and stuff. But um, Jesus. I, I don't let it bother me.
1: I, I, it bothered me, man. There was some dude from Missouri kept doing that to me. Right. A fucking Beat your ass. I, and I said, I don't think you could do it. I'll buy you a plane ticket. <laughs> Come on up here and, and take, take your kid off the internet, take his picture off of Facebook. Cause he don't look right. So I said to the guy,
0: Man, come on, bro. And were you surprised that President Trump did that? No. Are you, are you sad that he did that?
1: A,
3: a little bit. I, 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 don't, I didn't ever expect him to read the report. I expect him to continue to listen to the people who were giving him information all along that these were good ideas, that these suits. I mean, and they screwed up their lawsuits so badly, so frequently. It's so frustrating. I mean. You take 250 affidavits, you just dump them on the court. When we took them to look at them, it's like, well, half of these are people saying somebody else told me. Yeah. Well, the judge isn't going to take that affidavit seriously. If the team had really been doing a good job, they would have gotten the best affidavits and brought those to the judge and said, here's our best case. Here's 20. Here's, here's 30 that really make the point. Instead, they just dumped all of them without even proofreading them. It's a terrible strategy.
1: Um. Part of the recommendation in your uh, uh report was to investigate individuals who push claims, uh false claims about the twenty twenty election, right, to get money or publicity for themselves. Nestle's agreed to your recommendation. So here's a Republican saying you should absolutely investigate other Republicans for fraud.
3: That's well, pretty I don't know I don't know that they're Republicans or not. I- was not uh discriminating i don't think they're they're pro biden no (laughs) Mm. probably not
1: (laughs) so why 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 are you doing that man Why, why why are you
3: doing this so whenever a legislative committee does an investigation our our reason for investigation is to provide information to us for legislative purposes right it's to do we need to improve a law is there a reform is there something else that we oversee? We oversee elections. Do we need to do? But if we discover within that circumstantial evidence or, or hard proof even that an additional crime has occurred, it's our responsibility to turn that over to someone who has actual authority on, on the criminal level. We had to do this with the Corser-Gamrit situation back in 15 as well, and turn that over to uh, authorities to investigate because there was clear circumstantial evidence that crimes had been committed, and that wasn't something that the legislature or our committee could um, negotiate, had, had any authority right. to deal with. So well, I was we looking... circumstantial evidence in this case. I've turned it over. Um, it deserves to be looked at because if people are being defrauded, that's a crime. And if they're not, and I assume all these people are innocent until they're proven guilty, but it was important that we turn those uh, documents and the evidence that we have over to someone who actually has that authority and that expertise.
1: Um I was looking for something a little more down homey, something a little like <laughs> churchy, a little like, you know, it, false witness is a terrible thing and it's you know, this country's going to get lost if if somebody doesn't stand up and tell truths.
3: Well, I mean, I certainly believe that we need truth tellers right now more than ever. Um I just, you asked me a question about why the committee made that recommendation and it's, I'm going to keep it pretty dry and to the point.
0: And so there's people out there on the other side that said, Hey, eight months, you found nothing. What a waste of time. Uh, This wasn't (laughs) necessary. Uh, Now with hindsight, what's your response to that? Do you, do you feel like it was a little bit of waste of time or do you feel like you uncovered stuff? Okay, No,
3: because for two reasons, one. we absolutely were able to get a lot of answers to a lot of good people's questions. A lot of good people who went back to work on j- November fourth and said, "What the heck is all this going on? Somebody please look into it and you tell me whether heck. or not those bad things happened." Did you just say too? It wasn't a waste of time because we didn't not find anything. We found lots of things, lots of problems, lots of reforms mm. that we need to do. Lots of mistakes and and bad behavior that need to be addressed and corrected for the future, or we'll end up in the same mess again. Yeah,
1: and so, these lunatics need to leave productive. you
3: alone.
2: Leave but them alone. In so many districts, we keep having same conversation election cycle after election cycle. You're yeah. in, you know, inconsistencies. They're, you know, maybe not necessarily improprieties, but you know, a flawed system that gives way to allow it to peer as though or allow for potential fraudulent behavior. Why don't we have a system in 2021 consistently and across the board that minimizes, um I hate to use the word mistakes, but I guess enhances accuracy? You know, I mean, wh- what's the what's the hold up? What's the problem?
3: Well, I would first say the system itself is exceptionally accurate. I mean, it really is mm-hmm. when it just comes to the machinery, the mechanics that yep. are counting our ballots it's very accurate. It has a lot more to do with the processes of how we handle the information and how we handle um, access to the actual ballot that leads to a lot more of the confusion. And so it's eliminating dead people from the rolls. It's who's got that job and is there a more efficient way to eliminate those people from the roles in the first place? And our committee says, yes, there is. You should have the county clerks doing that.
2: Because we've heard, we've heard that from counties. We've heard it across the board. I mean, it doesn't seem to be that difficult, but you know, certainly after election after election and we keep hearing the same conversation. Let me,
1: let me explain that though, Karen, let me, let me explain where it really does go wrong. Like Detroit's always out of whack, right? right? There's more votes than voters. Here's how it works. It's that scanning thing. Imagine, remember the big toilet paper run at the beginning of COVID and everybody got a bunch of toilet paper. Imagine you're the (laughs) checkout cashier, right? Bleep, bleep, bleep. You're just, you're just funneling a bunch of toilet paper across the scanner. You missed one. You missed one. Mm -hmm. Then you missed two. You missed four. You did 20,000 rolls of toilet paper and the boss goes, Hey, Hey, we had 20,000 rolls of toilet paper, but the the cash register says we only sold 19,000. That's because the person forgot to scan it before the
0: person took it home. Yeah. It's the same with your vote. Mistakes don't equal fraud necessarily.
1: Yeah, it's, it's human error. That's mostly what it is. And I got my training for the primaries, like yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Um, look at this one, Ed. Uh, can you put that picture up, mannequin? Here's what I saw. You see this? For those of you listening, not watching, these are the... Voting machines where you go and you you punch a ticket. Yep. Okay, this is in Cobo Hall. TCF. No conspiracy theorists were there wanting to do the job, but I did the job for you. See the guy? Yeah. He, he's got he's got something plugged into the machine. Yeah. What do you think that is, Ed? <laughs> That's either a guy checking the machines, or it's a foreign national injecting malware
3: it's whatever they you into want
1: our elections yeah. what do you think
3: well it's somebody certifying the machine <laughs> well that's and, what
1: you, that's what you say trump hater
3: well but the thing is the thing is and you know this that even if somebody even if that guy himself was smart enough to have developed his own malware and installed that and everything the fact that we can still pull them out of the box when the election is all over and count them by hand And and that the clerks run those test decks through the machines and get those results, which if Antrim County had done that after they changed the ballots, they would have caught this problem. But they didn't do that. That's why one of the bills we're suggesting is making sure that clerks do their test decks, do their logic and accuracy tests, because look at this mess we had because somebody forgot to do it. Hey, Senator,
1: when did you release your report? What was the date? The 25th?
3: I think it was the 25th or 24th.
1: I think 24th because here's some good news, folks. Okay. This is your rural white guy. And here's a letter (laughs) from Janice Winfrey, the urban black chick. She is the chairperson of the election commission. She's the Detroit city clerk. She responded to recommendations. This is really great. So he stands up and tells the truth. Here's what Janice writes to the Republican party. Dear Mr. Weiser. The city of Detroit Department of Elections has a primary on August 3rd, 2021, and a general election on November 2nd, 2021. We are recruiting approximately 3,000 poll workers to work the upcoming election. I am writing you to request your assistance in hiring Republican poll workers and challengers for the primary and general elections. That's great. That's the right way to go. That's right. This is what we want. We want yes, want our representatives to represent us, listen to each other, and
3: fix the damn shit. That's and we wonderful. need to have uniform training and uniform mm-hmm. understanding of what the rules are. And so you literally at TCF, and all over the state, but TCF is where you have so much more partisan uh, people there. My township, there's never been a poll challenger there anytime I've ever voted. But uh, you go to where there are, and you have to say, well, the Republican poll challengers are being taught to challenge based on this. And the Democrats came to committee and they say, we train our guys to never challenge. We're only there to make sure the Republicans don't screw things up. Oh, it was a shit show, man. So you end up with two different perspectives of, of people who are already distrusting of each other. And it's just going to lead to problems. Everybody needs the same training and the same job description and same duties, and then it needs to be clear. He said, regardless duties. of party. <laughs> why? Why isn't there? Why? Why don't they do yeah. that? Because we let the parties train their people,
1: and then they run down and start banging on the windows. And yeah, I'd be afraid. Of course, well, I put then, pizza boxes yeah. up. Yeah, oh, I would. I was there. Yeah. Oh, and I'm I'm related to a lot of republic. I'm I'm an independent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. They're my people, too. I mean, we're here for you. We're tra- we're, tra- we're, wa- we're watching out for you. That's that's the sum total of it. All right, Ed, um, last thing here. Uh, Nessa will also investigate uh, a deal that Secretary of State uh, Benson cut with uh, Republican Party Chair Ron Weiser, who took $200,000 of party money to pay a Republican not to run in the primary for Secretary of State. Does it? That smells, man. Doesn't it? Absolutely. I got to be investigated.
3: I I mean, I'm not, it, it, it certainly looks odd to me, but I'm not up on the actual rules uh, campaign finance at the party level. And they have an administrative account. I don't have that as a, as a Senator. So I, I don't know particulars on that. So, you know, hopefully, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you it
1: stinks. No. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks to high heaven. This is not what we want in our politics. Having no, said I, that, having said I, that, sir, let me finish my rant. Sure. That's fine. It's good. That's excellent. We want that. But what about Whitmer's airplane slush fund? Yeah. We want yeah. that investigation too. Nonpartisan. You're playing with the money. It's just yeah, supposed to be no, doing I, our work.
3: I, I think it, It, it w- even if it's not illegal, it's certainly was smelly Like, (laughs) wait a minute
1: it's not illegal for let's say senator ed mcbroom to shake down a businessman for a forty thousand dollar plane ride to florida
3: no that's clearly that would clearly be illegal (laughs) i've been told not to do that (laughs) (laughs) well
0: without an investigation we're not going to know exactly how where the money went who did it i mean that isn't that the point of looking into it too you would think
2: does anybody care anymore yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You say yeah, that. Karen. I, I think so. Karen's well, I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm saying like nobody you don't hear. Nobody's saying anything about it. like we're on to the next thing, whatever that next thing is. I mean, which is traditional and why people continue to get away from everything or get away from things. It's like, you know, Charlie brought it up and a couple people picked up on it and, you know, she responded. And now where is it? it we're, we're back to pure Michigan.
0: You would almost expect her to want an investigation because it's. I don't think it's going to go away because you would think people running against her would bring it up at every chance they can. Imagine that, Mark. (laughs) That's how it works. Well, not only
1: that, but news. Straight from the No Bullshit News Hour, we are glad that we could bring you this. The (laughs) Auditor General of the State of Michigan, Doug Ringler.
0: Is this breaking news?
1: No, it's, you know...
0: Put put I out. Want, I just wanted to play this. Yeah. Song. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> so breaking news. Hey, for once, I was ready with it.
1: Auditor General Doug Ringler <laughs> is going to audit their nursing home death tally. Good. Which good luck, sir. I want to. I want to meet with the man mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a, a. As you know, uh, Senator McBroom. There's a dearth of data. Yeah. The nursing homes reported their own numbers. Then we have vital records death searches. Uh, they somehow can't check the address if it, that was a nursing right. home. And then the vast majority of all these old folks' homes, these long-term care facilities, 75% of them weren't even required to report any data at all. Correct? Correct.
3: Right. Correct. It's messed up.
1: It's a total mess. We screwed everything up to protect whom? The old and frail. Well,
3: I, mm-hmm. I mean, my committee did some serious initial investigation in this last year and and began work on it. Then they created a joint committee that worked on it for a while, too. So we moved on to other things. And now Steve Johnson in the House has been working on it because I've been so busy with the election investigation. And there's, you know, I think that to a large extent, the state was in a kind of panic mode when this first started. And we did have the the director at that time come into committee and several times tell us, you know, yeah, we know we've got bad numbers. We've got bad data. We've got bad reporting processes. Um, the question is, can we ever get to the bottom of it? Can we ever find out how many actually did pass? Freeze, get the freeze, right
1: pause, pause. What did they tell you about the data?
3: They said it was bad. They said they didn't have good processes and, and a good reporting method and who was supposed to be reporting. They said that in my committee. And when was this? Last May and June. May. Imagine that.
1: Come on. I'm telling you folks again, I, I, I'm going to do it. We're we're not partisan here. We we care about you. You just heard the guy. This is a guy who's committing his life, not only to the uteruses of pregnant heifers,
4: (laughs) (laughs) taking care,
1: (laughs) taking care of his nieces and nephews. You know, he's doing the right thing. He's doing the work. So when you say there's not good representatives out there. Yeah. If you're far left, I think you got to appreciate this guy and get off
0: his back. He's looking too, out for
1: Jesus. old people. He's looking for the election. He told the truth. I'm very proud of you.
3: That's very kind. Thank you.
1: I am. I'm very proud <laughs> of you. You're, you're what we want. Yeah.
3: It's, it's really just telling the truth. I mean, and, and the, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I don't know how else to operate except to just tell the truth well, on these things. Unfortunately, I, there's a lot no of point in covering don't. stuff yeah. up and, My guy lost, I'm upset about it too, but I also know the best opportunity to win is to get on and make fixes so it works better the next time and our guy can, whoever we got next time, has a good shot.
1: The $8 million question, knowing what you know now, going through what you've gone through now, would you vote for Trump again?
3: So are you saying if you, would I go back to last November and vote again? Yes. No, let's (laughs) let's
1: say he runs in 2024. Would you vote for him?
3: maybe huh. maybe because it just depends a lot on what else is going on and it depends on how everybody can... this
1: administration is going to end up oh my
3: but, god but everybody, everybody can get redemption and i think trump's made some bad mistakes here since the election and how he's handled the outcome i i wanted him to fight for every vote and make sure everything was legit and when things started to firm up and show that they were, and I was talking even to his own legal team and they're like, well, this is circumstantial. We need you to look into it and prove it for us. And, you know, at that point you start to feel like, okay, it's time to recognize that we're, some of these things are not leading to the results that anyone had hoped for. And they haven't given up on that. And I really don't understand why once again, I assume he's listening to other people, but I want to believe everyone can qualify for redemption too and come back around too. So I, I don't, I'm not prepared to write anyone off right now for something that's going to happen in four years.
1: Okay. Now just, just so everybody knows we try to be fair and balanced here. So <laughs> Me as, too. as, as we say every week, every week we are our, our new uh, assistant producer, Zach Scrow. I say, look every week, I want you to call mm. the big three, the mm. big four, Duggan, Benson, Nestle, Whitmer and invite him onto the program. Okay. So, Zach.
0: What a, what a task.
1: Yes. Yeah, so he, he makes the phone calls. Glad he you makes gave the him that task. And he, he calls the press office and he's on hold for 45 minutes over and over. And well, don't let's just show it. For those of you listening, I'll tell you what's going on in the pictures. Roll that if you got it. The governor and the Whitmer administration are committed to serving you and appreciate your outreach. Please contact us online at Michigan.gov forward slash Whitmer or remain on the line to speak to a representative. Your call may be monitored or recorded for quality or training purposes. Minute 30 into the call. Some coffee. Four minutes into the call. Six minutes into the call.
3: Your call is important to us. Please (laughs) remain on the line and your call
1: will be answered by the next available agent. Ten minutes into the call. Back upstairs. The morning toilet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fixing the morning toilet problem.
1: Banging his head on the wall 25 minutes in. Oh, a little exercise outside. <laughs> your call is important to us. Please remain on the line, and your call oh, will insulting. be answered by the next available agent. Look at this. 30 minutes. Press office. Oh, you're taking a shower now. Oh. Good afternoon, Governor Whitmer's office. 45 minutes.
0: Hi, how's it going? Uh, my name is Zach Scrow. I'm just calling with the No Bullshit News Hour uh, to extend an invite to Governor Whitmer and see if she'd like to come on and answer a few questions and speak with Charlie.
3: Yeah, sure. So what I can do, Zach, is if I could get your phone number um, and then verify the news or media station that you're with, I will reach out directly to our uh, comms team and see if they have a status update on that. Lie.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely. (laughs) I appreciate your time. (laughs) Oh, wow. I appreciate your time. time. (sighs) That's amazing. That's unacceptable. A press office, too. Yeah.
2: That would never... That would never fly under me. I would not let that happen under any circumstances. Sort
0: of- this this like, is this is the new game. It's not a one off either, right?
2: This I, I, happened every that's, time that's, yeah, like 25 you- to 45 minutes. You owe everybody the courtesy of a timely acknowledgement <laughs> and an equally timely response, whether that is a denial or an affirmation. You just don't let stuff hang out there like that. That's that's not right at all. That's not professional. No, and it's a bad way to run for re election. It's, it's a really bad is. way to run a state. You don't do that.
1: <laughs> now, because here you got, because James Craig this week, was, mm-hmm.
2: it, was it this week or what? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, felt yeah it like we're lost, man. seemed like it was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was like
2: Wednesday, I think.
1: So he hasn't officially announced yet, but, oh. but Ed, this is your guy. He pretty much announced. Let's roll a little bit of that tape. Please listen to me, Governor Whitmer. America isn't a monarchy. We aren't ruled by kings and queens. We ended that back in
4: 1776.
1: Make no mistake, at the ballot box in November in the year of 2022, we will be celebrating our independence from the rule of Governor Whitmer.
0: Did he show his peace? You know what? That's right. He did, because uh, he's talking about the issues that matter to him, even though he's officially not running. It sounded like a stump speech, but he's talking about the Second Amendment. Opened or up the jacket. Playing
2: the, playing the platform. laying the, the groundwork. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he showed that he was caring, and he'll always carry. That played well. Yeah. I mean, it was- a right, good for him, man.
1: Karen, he so it's
2: the Second Amendment. He should.
1: Sure. You think he came out too early, Karen? Do you think he came out too
2: No, I mean, and I don't know what the strategy is, you know, so it's not for me to critique. Um, You know, I do know that there was some pushback based on some of the very specific criticism directed toward Democrats. I think that early on, you know, I know a lot of Democrats are disappointed with the return that they've gotten from their elected officials. And so I think this is the time to remind them that they aren't bound, you know, by ball and chain to one party. Um, So perhaps that's coming. You know, this was just one speech early on. He hasn't declared, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's got got a lot of votes to gain uh, because a lot of people out here are dissatisfied.
1: Mm. Now, in the case of being balanced, we were going to send Detroit Red to his retirement party, right? To sort of like work the rubber carpet like he's he's, (laughs) he's Detroit's Joan Rivers, you know, doing the E, you know, the pre-Oscars. But Red threw his back out trying to get all the ruined stuff out of his basement that the city still hasn't picked up from his street. But it's too bad because we did get a hold of a a few little – clips of the retirement party of the chief and let me tell you something man there's some nice ass at this party bro i mean <laughs> this this could be the first hip-hop governor <laughs> this thing's awesome look at that
4: oh, Whoa! <laughs>
1: Yeah. look at that oh dude it, they are hot the hollywood governor
0: but then you wonder uh riverfront then you wondered uh did craig mix it up with the girls did he uh... let's keep watching let's see <laughs> here's the other one let's see
1: hey man that's better that's better than the land shark or whatever that thing in lansing is i'll tell you that right now you got anything like that up there Ed, in cow country
3: well i'll tell you a, a funny story i mean uh, I have no idea what the context there is either because when I very first started running for office, um, in 2010, I ended up getting invited to, uh, the Bark River mud runs, which is a big truck race, you know, out in the mud and stuff. Uh, it's a national like NASCAR, but for pickup trucks in the mud. And, uh, it was sponsored by monster and a couple of different tire companies. And they had, you know, uh, why don't you call them show girls or whatever. And, you know, I'm just some young candidate never done this before. And somebody's like, Hey, come over, you got to meet this person. And so next thing I know, I'm standing in a crowd of three girls from monster energy drinks who are all wearing their outfits or costumes for it and in a picture. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'm not sure this is a good idea for my image or anything, but things just Happen and sometimes, <laughs> so I don't know what the context of that is, and I'm not going to judge the guy yeah. um, from without knowing more about it. I think they
2: were just celebrating. I mean, Chief Craig is very down to earth. He's very accessible. Yeah, um, you know, people like him. People, uh, you know, in in the business community and the, and people on the street, they they do. He resonates with them, and that's why I don't want him to compromise that. Um, coming out of the gate because I know that these are people that he's secure. Right these on. Are, these are people that he knows, he's connected with, and they were just celebrating his, his retirement, retirement in yeah. true Detroit fashion. Oh, and, and by the way,
1: and by the way, right? Southeast of Michigan, that's what we do. That's what we do down here, brother. Uh, and we haven't had a representative in the governor's mansion in a very long time. You know what I well, mean?
0: God, yeah, uh, Blanchard? No, where was Blanchard
3: from? Um, Canada.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so was a uh, uh, grand home. See, from Canada, I don't yeah. care if you lived in Wayne County. You're from Canada. Go back, go back, Grand Home to Canada. And
0: you too, Ted Cruz, Justin Bieber. Ed, Ed did you see hey,
1: Craig?
2: Don't say Drake. Drake can stay. Drake, uh,
0: get out of here. I, I think he can go too. Uh, Ed, did you did you
3: see Craig's speech? And what what was your take on it? I didn't see it. That's the most as I've spe- seen of it is what okay. you just showed.
1: Okay. Let me, let me tell you what's going on down here, Senator. Okay. It rains. The power goes out. It rains Uh gross point Detroit flood. Like it's Noah's Ark. It rains and the dams wash out in Midland. I mean, this look, this is unacceptable. And what they keep doing when this happens is it's all going to be sunny. You know, it's, we're going to fix that. And and nothing gets fixed. So I was just, I'm going to read you something. Used to be a reporter for the New York Times. I was going through my old notebooks, just thinking about the messaging, all the bullshit we get. Mm-hmm. Right, the nuance is lost. Nothing gets done. But it was, it was. Arnold Schwarzenegger had just become governor. And he's doing his motorcycle ride up the Pacific Coast Highway, going in the bowels of uh, Malibu Canyon to have breakfast. And with him is James Cameron, the director of Terminator. And,
0: yeah, uh, and what Titanic, uh, and, uh, Avatar, Avatar. I mean, some of the biggest grossing films. Yeah.
1: So I get to go. So I'm riding along, too. And we're sitting there having breakfast. And uh, Cameron says to Schwarzenegger, so how's it going up there in, in Sacramento, right? And uh, Schwarzenegger says, it's a real trip. It's just like the movies. The people voted for a hero, and I'm the hero. If I can't win, then California is finished. If I am defeated, then there will be no one left who is able to fight the special interests. (laughs) What special interests? Cameron asks. That's the trip, says Schwarzenegger. No one really knows. It's whatever I say. Journalists ask me, what special interests? I say, those special interests or (laughs) these special interests. Just special interests, and they write it down. People don't really care who the villain is, just that the good guy and his people win. It's like the movies. To which Cameron says, that's funny. Because in your movies, all your sidekicks die. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me, Trump continues with this whopper about the elections, right? And his audience yes. believes because he's their hero. Or Big Gret says, she shut us down and did science and data to protect lives. And her audience believes, but now we got an audit. Uh, It's the same with Craig saying, I brought crime down, but so while were his crime statistics that in 2017, Hmm. the FBI refused to take him, but the audience believes. And then there's Duggan, right, who says he cleaned up Detroit. But the Free Press recently wrote, right, Duggan has too little regard for the ethical boundaries or transparency voters typically demand of their elected representatives to uphold. And then the editorial board Endorses him anyway. And the audience believes. Yikes. Meanwhile, red's laid up. Powers out. It rained mm-hmm. and nobody's challenging the narrative, Karen.
2: And they're talking about the length of time, Charlie. I mean, if anything, it shows a severe disconnect, um, you know, with the residents in this city. I mean, and, and the struggles that some of them experience every day. I mean, you're saying, okay, clean up your basement. I mean, people are breathing in, you know, mold that's now starting to grow. Maybe they don't have the resources to pay to have somebody come and redo their basement, clean it out or you know, make their environment health and, healthy and safety, safe for their family. But what are you going to do? So I heard the process this morning about FEMA coming out, and it has to be approved. It's got to be reviewed. You're talking months before they may get any money, and that dollar amount may pale in comparison to what it will actually cost for these people to recover. I mean, that's crazy to me, especially since we had a flood, at, what, six years ago? We still haven't figured it out?
1: Senator, what's the problem with with politics with the government is it uh we elect people. we elect dopes is it the bureaucracy is corrupt is it money controls everything and what is, come on be honest what, what is it why is everything so screwed up
3: because people are screwed up <laughs> i mean we i mean it's just the nature of humanity right and uh it's difficult to Get people to set aside their own personal interests all the time, every time, and without uh, seeing those compromises come into play. Well, then
1: there's going to be a war. If we
3: don't, don't there's going to be a war. Well, our founders founders said, you know, that the society that we have, the system of government we have is set up for a moral people, a people who are self-governed internally and can control themselves and want to You know do what's right and as we move away from that i mean this is just my philosophical viewpoint but as we move away from those anchor points and determining what is moral and right behavior we're going to continue to see more and more of the behavior we're having which is is nihilism Mm -hmm. and uh we're we're just going to continue down that path we can't stop it without re-anchoring ourselves to a, a standard of morality
1: waiting for you karen
2: I know. I'm just, I guess for me, I don't find it to be that difficult to not, you know, there's nothing wrong with personal benefit. I understand that, but it should never be at the expense of the people you represent, whether that's in politics or business or whatever. I don't think that's a difficult thing to do. And I really don't think that, I think it's the process. I think the process spoils people. I think they get in with the best of intentions and they see that the process isn't conducive to progress. And it's like, oh, I can get in. I can play the game. I can get the perks. I can kick the can. Yep. And they participate and the same challenges or the same issues that they have on their agenda are the same ones that people that tr- promise to address when they come behind them and nothing ever changes. I mean, are, not that Karen,
3: Karen, I'd say, I mean, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. I I watch it happen all the time. I'm not, uh, I guess I just see that as the next step down from the higher overarching layout that I say, there's a lot of problems with our process. And if you look at American style government, our founders set up an excellent foundation, but at times there are parts of the process that get old, right? We used to have legislative appointment of senators, After a while, that system became corrupted. We had to reform that. And we have other parts. We didn't used to have FOIA or Open Meetings Act, but eventually we realized that the people who were being elected were hiding things from us, and it became easy for them to do. So we had to pass laws to get involved with that. And we have to continually look towards reforms to make the system work the way it works best. We had monopolies form in the late 19th century. Teddy Roosevelt came in and pushed antitrust laws. Now those laws have become old. We need reforms to them because uh, trusts and monopolies are a huge part of our social discontent and economic unfairness that's going on Absolute. right now. Absolutely. That's but what yet, it's all about. I can't, I can't get my, uh, when's the last time the federal government actually did a serious revision of antitrust laws because both sides are greased by it. The, Tucker Carlson had that great thing about, uh, was it Cabela's there in Nebraska or Kansas? And how they got bought up by a venture capitalist company and just decimated this small town, and that happens again and again. And part of the charm of Trump, if you want to call it charm, but I guess part of the attraction was that he spoke to those issues. He spoke to small towns like mine up here in the UP and other places that have been devastated by
1: yeah, 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 those yeah, 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 yeah. And then he ran through like you know mega corporation tax cuts and you know come on man he didn't do shit for us he could he articulated it i don't know where he got it. it was probably from a construction site of one of his about what's going on with us you know what i mean
3: well i can charlie i can i i don't i don't pretend to understand the dynamics and and the economics of detroit but i mean i can tell you that it made a huge difference. Some of these policies to the, my manufacturing and industries in the UP mm-hmm. if for agriculture, who'd been sidelined with uh, NAFTA and, and been told for t- 30 years that, oh, things would be way worse without NAFTA. He was the first one to come on and say, what happened to all of your farm friends who are now out of business? Was it helpful to them? It wasn't. And he, he had the courage to do something. You should about have
1: done it. like me and voted for Ross Perot.
3: That's what you should have done. You should have been. I was into- too young. Yeah. I voted for him, and I voted for him, but I was still in middle school.
1: Listen here, punk! Wipe your nose. I'm telling you how the world works. All right, <laughs> All right? Oh, Speaking of like government, like so, uh, Biden saying we're going to have to go door to door, knock on people's doors, and tell you to get vaccinated, and then what? Uh, what is it? Uh, Xavier Becerra. He's uh, Health yeah. and Human Services. Yep. Mm-hmm. Head of Health and Human Services. He says it's absolutely the government's right to know if you've been vaccinated. Oh,
2: yeah. What? Karen? What? What are they? The new Gestapo, like, you know, or Jehovah's Witnesses? You come knocking on the door? No, don't do that. I-, I disagree. I mean, we can't call ourselves a country of free choice and we have freedoms and then they're going to force you. I mean, no, you can't do that. I believe people have the right and the responsibility to do what's best for them. And I think we need to stop ostracizing people who may make a choice different than someone else's. I mean, this is getting crazy. You're offering incentives. You know, you want to, you know, vax shame people. I said last night on Let It Rip, when everybody starts to get sick this fall, it's not going to be because of the unvaccinated. It's going to be because those who are vaccinated, think they're invincible. People have stopped all their, you know, cleanliness practices. You know, when you go to the stores, there're no more cleaning of the baskets and people are just all comfortable and running around and that's what's going to that's what's going to set this yeah. back and off.
1: And you know what? Like 99% of the people dying from COVID aren't vaccinated. So that's on you. And if it costs us money, so be it. We're paying for a lot of stuff I don't want to pay for, but it's Were very basic. You know, Charlie, it's that's your the thing. freedom, man. you right. It's but don't tell
2: me what to do with my vajayjay. Just don't. I agree. Just I agree. don't. Period. But those deaths counted before. They're saying that those people were unvaccinated. You've got a hundred over 140 million people in this country that are vaccinated, Charlie. Yeah, I no, mean, they're not. And it's still not. A, it's emergency use authorization. It's still not approved. So everybody right now is still participating it's, in a trial. Exactly. People have a right to decide if they want to be a guinea pig. Exactly. Now, okay, oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Look, COVID's real. It is. It kills. I'm sm- weird. But if you're far left or far right or in the middle, I, there's one thing that all Americans hold dear, and that's the freedom. You know, I mean, don't I don't want the government telling me what to do, be in my bedroom or anything. Are we agreed on that, Mark? You agree with that? He doesn't quite agree.
0: <laughs> well, go yes, ahead. Yes, yes, in theory. I mean, there's limitations. I mean, you can't just go 150 down the highway.
1: Well, do you want like, like Tucker Carlson, the um, NSA, right?
0: Yeah. Do I want him uh, monitoring your emails? Uh, not particularly.
1: Well, they didn't. Mon- Here's what happened with, with with Tucker Carlson. I think he's trying to get a interview with Putin and who wouldn't I'd love to get interviewed
0: oh my god yeah
1: and you don't, and as you saw with Whitmer
0: (laughs) you don't call the press office it doesn't work (laughs) no you gotta have an in
1: you gotta have an in you look around Mm -hmm. so he's in contact with people within the sphere sure of 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 Putin obviously they're under it'd
0: be a great get
1: too right they're they're targets and they're being monitored by the NSA they sweep up Carlson's emails and texts right they get them in in a data collection Somehow that leaks out. Somebody's showing uh, Tucker that they've got his communications and he starts to flip. Axios confirms it. So I don't know if it's NSA. I don't know if it's FBI, whatever it is. It's somebody. The security agencies have his stuff. Once you ensnare an American name who's not a target, you have to redact it. You got to take it out. It's got to be blacked over. and. Only a judge can remove it. Mm-hmm. So the one agent working that, looking at that data, has got to black it out. But everybody in the agency knows it. Now everybody in America knows
0: it. And that's horseshit. I don't like because that. Because some, someone leaked it.
1: Look, whatever you think of Tucker Carlson, a lot of shit he does I don't agree doesn't, with. Doesn't matter. I know him a long time. Doesn't I'd Take the name
0: out of it. Just right? make it anybody.
1: He's a friend of mine. You know, we don't agree on a sure. lot of stuff. A lot of stuff we do. But that shit's fucked. It is. So
2: Un-
0: I, unacceptable. So
1: yeah. I texted him last night before I I, I had to do a, a hit. You guys want
0: to, You want you want to hear the text? Yeah, did you get it? it leaked to you from the NSA? Speaking, are
2: you leaking this stuff? Come oh wait, on.
1: you're right. Let me think.
0: <laughs> wait, no, I said. Hey, it. everybody yeah. probably has it by now. I mean,
1: People since the NSA's li- reading it too, I might as well read it they, to everybody. They probably have all Why your emails.
2: Trust Charlie? Come
1: on. Okay, okay, this is just between us. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. don't tell anybody.
1: Okay, folks.
2: No.
1: So I, I, and I'm not sure if he pre-records his show. Because he's texting me in the middle of his show. Uh, well, All right, anyway. who would ever pre-record a show? Yeah, here we go. All right.
0: Is the internet on? Except for us last week. Is the internet on? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I wrote to him. I said, I wanted to ask you something, but never mind now. <laughs> how, cri- <laughs> how cryptic. And he writes back, better to talk in person, in the parking lot behind the liquor store. <laughs> to which I wrote... That's where you'll usually find me. <laughs> to which he wrote, Me too. And I don't even drink anymore. <laughs> so that was breaking news. Oh, oh boy. Okay, yeah. Take that,
0: Uncle Sam.
1: <laughs> you'll find us behind the liquor store.
0: That's great.
1: All right. So what do we learn today? Some politicians are honest, and they'll take the heat for the betterment. Sometimes the government listens and does the right thing. And let's just have an audit of the nursing homes. I hope the numbers are accurate. I really do. Mm -hmm. Right. But we got to know so we can do things moving forward that are better for the people. What else did we learn? Never call the governor's press office. Yeah, yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, no one has that time.
1: Number three or four or whatever, what number on? Get yourself a generator if you live in Michigan because this infrastructure is garbage. It's number five. Mm
2: -hmm. Watch out for James Craig.
1: He's coming. Party. I want, you know, I was going to go to that party. Yeah. I was struggling with it, but I can't. If he had retired and he was done, I definitely would have gone. If you're listening, sir, thank you for the invitation. I would love to have gone but you're going to be running for governor and that's out of bounds. You know, we can't, can't, sure. do, I can't, I can't, right.
2: I, just, I, 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 two things I had to present uh, for a client at a board meeting that evening and I wasn't really trying to dress up to go anywhere. I'm still doing stretch pants and t-shirts. On. <laughs> I don't want to put on any clothes. <laughs> stretch pants. Yeah, you know, like your jogging pants, your yoga pants,
0: Charlie. I am mean, sure when she's on Fox 2 and let it rip, it's a
1: full. No,
2: I what? had them on. I had on a different shirt, but oh. I had on. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right,
1: let me do this here. Um, remember, folks, now's the time. Interest rates are at historical lows. It's time to refinance your house, right? Get yourself out of the debt load. Lower your monthly payment. Skip a couple payments. You go to David Hall Mortgage, a great friend of the show. Go to DavidHallMortgage.com or call 248-308-5000. Also, Medicare is incredibly complicated. Is that correct, Senator? Absolutely. You know what you do when the time comes when you want to apply for it and you have a ton of questions? You know what you do?
3: Call somebody who knows.
1: Yeah, media guy. That's exactly right. That's what you do. You heard it from the senator. The guy's a politician. He knows it's a bureaucratic <laughs> swamp. We oh, don't even swamp. know what they're doing with the money.
2: Charlie, there's a difference between a politician and a public servant.
1: Oh. And am I in a basement or a lower level?
2: Lower level. Semantics. <laughs> Absolutely. Semantics.
1: <laughs> so listen, uh, if you can't get a hold of your public servant, contact Media Guide at 888 970 2940. Visit them at yourmedicareguide.com and get all your questions answered by a licensed agent over the phone on Zoom or in person. Check them out today, yourmedicareguide.com. And finally, thinking of 9-11 here, which is brought to you by the bricklayers um, and allied craft workers local too. They need skilled people. They're willing to train you. Wonderful pay. It's a career, a pension that won't be stolen, and a $2,000 signing bonus. All you got to do is want a, a trade for life like the senator. Hey, Senator, anything wrong with hard work? No, it's the best cure. It's rewarding, isn't it? Amen. Look, this guy—hard work keeps you so young. He's got braces.
0: <laughs> that guy going backwards. Now, see, now he's trying to cover his mouth.
3: He oh made, no! I'm a little. Uh, yeah, they're not—they're not supposed to be obvious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for for those of you listening, I mean, this guy's got a striking resemblance to Boris Johnson, a <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs>
0: You get, but he's smarter. <laughs> You're making him blush. Okay. Anyway,
1: listen. Apprenticeships and free training opportunities for those looking to get started in a great career. Start building your future now. Go to bricklayers.org and click Join BAC. So, here's the deal. We're going to pull out of Afghanistan after 20 years on August 31st. Completely. I think that that is a mistake. By the Biden administration for a simple fact. It'll be the 20-year anniversary of the reason going in to Afghanistan.
0: So bad timing.
1: On September 11th. And already uh, the Taliban is is 90 miles north of Kabul. Sure. So how would that be? How would that look? How would you feel if you served, if you were anybody who went over there, you have a loved one, all the treasure we spent, that on the anniversary of 9-11, the Taliban is back.
0: That's something, yeah.
1: Why wouldn't we push that to the end of the year?
0: Yeah, at this point.
1: Okay, it is stagecraft, but it's been 20 years. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. I hear you. All right. So here's a little excerpt from the Saturday after. nine eleven was on a Tuesday. This is from Saturday. The cleanup job is under contract now, and the drivers are paid about $28 an hour. But they would do it for free. They did do it for free, in fact, until late last week. And now there is a gigantic new job. There is money in war. The truck drivers, at least the union men, did not have to run out and buy American flags to show their support and unity. They already had the stars and stripes sewn on their jacket sleeves. They wore them those short weeks ago when times were still good. And beneath the patches of those Union truck drivers is stitched the motto, proud to be an American. They hit the World Trade Center, one driver said on his way to the dump. They hit the Pentagon, but they missed America. This this is about the truck drivers hauling the debris to the Fresh Kills landfill in Staten Island. The scene through the windshield Saturday was one of chaos. There were thousands of volunteers sitting around with nothing to do but eat donated cookies. There were the crash site crazies who posed as marines and priests and firemen. There were reporters milling around disguised as construction workers. There were tens of thousands of photos taken. Some people stood and smiled and posed. There was too much traffic for the trucks to move in and out effectively. By sundown, somebody with an efficient mind had taken charge, and the streets were clean, and the work was brisk, and the trucks hauling debris from the south end of Trinity Street. There was an esprit de corps at Ground Zero, a respect for one another and the work they were doing. There were inquiries about families and concerns for one another's safety. Get some sleep, pal, they told each other. They wore the flag on their helmets. It's all about the working people now, said a National Guardsman, standing sentry at the rubble to keep the crazies out. It's about the truck drivers and the iron workers now. At dusk, While driving over the Verrazano Bridge, one could see that the harbor was nearly empty and that the Coast Guard was searching each cargo ship thoroughly. Over the CB radios, some truckers, who had no knowledge of the serpentine downtown streets, were in a panic. Lost on Rector, a man shouted. Maybe it's Rector, I can't tell. The signs are blown off. Keep making lefts, Jimmy, came the answer. Frankie, that's called a circle. Eventually, the drivers did get their loads to Muldoon Hill, the graveyard for the twisted carnage that has become the roost for 10,000 birds. Never forget. Thank you, Senator, for being here. I love you, Karen. If I love one.
4: Yeah. What is good Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Come me. Ah!